Hello, this is Steve and William, and we're here as always to do the Who Am I podcast. Um, hope you're all well. This week we are kind of following on from the attraction uh, episode that we did, um, and moving on to same-sex attraction and uh, discussion on thoughts, feelings. As always, um, I guess a footnote before we get into anything is that we we are two western white males that are just exploring our uh perspectives and understanding and trying to increase our understanding and our love and our um general knowledge of these uh things within our you know within the world and the people that we meet and if we falter or fumble then that's you know we're doing but we're trying to do our best um and as always we will take it from the point of view that um that we want to learn that's literally ultimately it and we want to learn more about ourselves um and we can do that by learning more about others and so that's why we've kind of chosen the uh lgbtq plus um and same-sex attraction concepts um and reality uh for today um i guess starting off um it's something that's always been personal to me like um from a young age, people often asked if I was gay. Like it was a common thing because I was a bit more, I guess, feminine. Again, we have these traits that we define as masculine and feminine. Um, we also all have estrogen and testosterone yes. inside of us. Yeah. So, from a biological point of view, from a psychological point of view, it gets blurry and mixed up because what was fascinating about the emotional point of view is that. They were classed as feminine emotions, but to me, they're just human emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, we often blur the lines, and it was funny how, yeah, some people were like, "Oh, you're gay, you're bi, you know, bisexual, being attracted to both male and female." Uh, but then you've got attraction, kind of dying a bit all over the place here. But you've got attraction of physical, and you've got attraction of you know personality or edu- or intellectual. We talked about that in the previous episode, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and so people can be attracted to same sex from a physical point of view or an emotional point of view. So that they can be attracted to the feminine, emotional, what we class as, again, I class them as human, but for the sake of this, we'll just keep them to how the general population defines them. Um, and how, you know, showing emotion, nurturing, crying, um, expressing those emotions are seen as feminine. You could be attracted to that because it's sensitive. Or you can be attracted to the what's classed as defined as masculine, where it's like, okay, I don't show emotion, I am assertive, I am uh, what other kind of traits can you think of that relate to the masculine? I guess uh, stereotypically, gi- giving orders rather than taking advice yeah. or absorbing information from others. You know, giving, handing it out. Yeah. So that always kind of blew my mind that just because I was emotional, many people made the assumption. And that made me question, you know, I, I, you know, when I hit puberty, um, even even before that, I was attracted to girls, you know, you have that whole, like when you're younger, girlfriend, boyfriend, Mm -hmm. and whether that was again, cultural or internal, whatever, uh, to me, that's just the way it was. Um, I liked girls and then shame when I got older, you know, like women, but I always questioned, do I like men? Am I attracted to men? Mm-hmm. um because one because you know i just that's part of growing up i guess 
and two because it was constantly put on me um from people and you know over, over the and it still is it's fascinating even just last even this week past um people go are you sure you're not bi like we know you like women but you're sure you don't like men um and i'm like no i'm not i'm not physically attracted to men and that's where it comes down to me i actually am attracted to some of the personality traits that are mm -hmm. stereotypically classed as male but i see those in a lot of the women that i have dated those traits and therefore i can be like well i like those traits but that's just the way it is so it's again it's been a really interesting uh topic for me over the years and i've been really trying to get involved in that community for a number of reasons um what, what does that mean getting involved in that community um being amongst people that yeah. um uh are under the lgbtq plus bracket um that's i guess define it just for the sake of the podcast um l lesbian gay g bi b t transsexual uh q, q is queer mm -hmm. and yeah i was going to ask you about the q but go on yeah i think there's q, I and q, a there's ina as well which i think from what i remember again i haven't researched enough because i'm ignorant um that's the wrong word but like just i prefer to learn from meeting people i guess rather than yeah. reading it so mm -hmm. i haven't actually explored reading it um i think it's intersex uh, I guess we could Google it, I guess, but um, yeah, and then I, a, I, th a, I think it's either asexual or you know, I could be completely wrong and someone can correct me quite. Androgynous, is that possible? Happy to. Um, maybe, let me have a look. Because uh, again, this is important for yeah. our own education. Uh, a, uh, trying to find it, there we go. QIA. Um, a can be asexual or ally. That's cool. Oh, interesting. Uh, the Q can be queer and or questioning. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I is intersex. I'm not sure what that means exactly. That perhaps but again, you it's just, it, it, sorry, that go on. perhaps you feel like you are part male, part female. Yeah, so I've always between. Yeah, that, 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 that might be that. Because um, I know that you've got non-binary. Maybe that's as well. Yeah. Non-binary is. Yeah, it's, it's not only who you're attracted to, but also what you what identify you as. Yes, yes. That is an important thing, actually. Yeah, it's an important thing mm -hmm. to state is that it can encompasses, again, the who am I, as mm -hmm. in who do I, who am I as a, a person, and also who am I attracted to. So I'm, I'm curious about the word queer, uh, because, you know, in another sense, it just means strange or foreign or weird. I think it's being taken back because obviously it used to be an insult for a while. Mm -hmm. in this country at least anyway i don't know about elsewhere but if you were like oh you're queer it was seen as a derogatory term for just yeah. again being weird or being gay um but now it's and, becoming normal right yeah which is i think good actually because because again being queer again the, the the queer in terms of being just different and mm -hmm. unique and um i actually like it for that reason i think it's actually a great word to yeah. define what i would class myself as um but again, the great thing about these words is they encompass many different meanings. So again, one person can take queer within the LGBTQ plus community as meaning one thing, and somebody else could take it as meaning another, but that's just how they identify. That's just what they identify it with. Yeah, tell me what meanings you've come across. Um, well, usually it's it... homosexual. Usually the, the, the base definition of queer yeah. in terms of within this bracket would mean being 
homosexual. But I think because you've already got the LGBT part of it, I think it means that, well, it can mean that, and it can also mean, again, branching out to just being different and unique. Other than hetero, right? It could mean various yeah, things. Yeah, I think that and, as well. And, and that's why I like the, the questioning part about it too, that you're not sure, you know? For yeah. many people, this is a discovery it's process. Okay. Yes, it's okay just to yeah take it in your own time and figure it out yourselves. And that's another reason I love that community, a community that I actually, again, I identify with um, in many ways, um, just because I think, and yeah, I'm going to say it anyway, but I've, I've all the different uh, groups of people I've spent time with throughout my life, they are, generally speaking, from what I can tell, the most, I found the most loving, kind, um, respectful, um, and needing of love as well. Like, mm -hmm. and I think that's why I fit in because I need love. I, as a person, as a human being, I need loving people around me. Like, that is what I need. And so, and not just a superficial love, because that does happen, where, but an actual deep, meaningful, they care for you and love you for who you are, no matter what. Again, that's the key, is that no matter what you are, who you are, what you define yourself as, they encompass that, they welcome it, um, even if mainstream society has ostracized you for it. Um, Could we say there is a parallel between that and what depressed people go through? Um, so I'll give you an example of what I mean. Um, because of my depression, I, I could call my depression a superpower because yeah. it has forced me to deal with lots of psychological topics, get to understand myself better and have more insights about the world and other people as well in the process. And do you think that queer people have had to, you know, deal with questions that other people just aren't confronted with and therefore they have learned more about human interactions, relationships and the nature of love? I think, yeah, I think that would probably be a great way of defining it. I think, mm -hmm. yeah, because they've had to go through that process, that very difficult, like we with the podcast, Who Am I?, that figuring out who we are is more complex for them and us than it is, than it appears to be for most people in mainstream society. Um, I yeah, guess we take know. for granted that our, or the, the, many people take for granted that their sexuality just kind of works, you know, that, that they're surrounded by many people who are the like them and yeah. on the other hand, who are their complement. Yeah. And when they get together, things just click, but it doesn't always have to be that way. No, it's, it's very often not that way for, again, for the minority who are unique and different. And again, the difference is a great topic of discussion, a difficult one, but um, a really important one because the opposing again the inner love that the group tend to have is opposed probably equally by the amount of hate that they receive mm -hmm. because they're different so like i mean let's go back in time and look at you know um the persecution and the hatred towards let's just stick to again i guess homosexuality because that's in the past was the main uh, thing that was opposed because they hadn't had most people who were probably other um, brackets of the LGBT community had to hide even more what they were. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, like I, th- it's only been the last hundred, two hundred years that homosexuality is not illegal. Like, how messed up is that? Mm-hmm. Like, just because of who you love, again, it's consenting. There's no, there's no, there's no um, non-consensual scenario here. It's that's what's happening. It's a man and a man, or a woman and a woman, um, who love each other. And for that, yeah. literally just because of that, they were killed and put in prison, put in mental hospitals, electro- mm-hmm. electrotherapy, uh, high, um, hosed, like the cold waters and like put imprisoned. And it's just, and still are in many countries in the stone to death in various countries, mm-hmm. uh, head chopped off, like just for being homosexual. And it's something that's always just, broken my heart and it's probably again another reason why i identify with the community because i want to counter that hatred that still exists in many forms um and so yeah like it's one of the things where i guess where's the root of it and i think we kind of talked about a little bit in attraction i think with the root again, of what exactly the hate the prejudice oh, against yeah. um uh, I guess we did. So the first thing that comes to my mind is when a society has a worldview that does not allow for anything but heterosexual people, and they're confronted with these outliers, you could say, who who don't fit into that worldview, they just just like scientists, because I was a researcher, it always reminds me of this. They they in order to keep the theory alive, they will suppress the the evidence of data that goes against the theory so that that's putting it nicely and abstractly but in like you said they they will persecute or even kill uh people who do not fit into that uh prototypical human and i guess because they have they they don't want to learn about what's going on how how is this possible they they will just Put it off as a sickness uh, that I don't I don't know if if some people actually take this seriously, but I imagine they they will come up with excuses like it's a sickness and we don't want it to spread and therefore we need to. Well, that's a massive issue. Yeah, yeah. even uh, um, even today again the past and today, where again we make jokes about it in some of the communities, but oh no, like again with some of the friend, friends that I have who um, identify in what I like to call the, the pride community. Mm-hmm. Like, again, the LGBTQ plus can be a bit of a tongue tie. <laughs> and so I like to say the pride, because again, they, they take pride in, and they have the rainbow and all that amazing symbolism. And so the pride community where they make jokes like, oh no, you're going to catch queer or you're going to catch gay mm-hmm. uh, if you spend too much time with me. And it's like, that is a genuine ideological belief that has ha- gone on over again, 100, 200 years and where they've tried to cure it. They think it's a thing that can be cured. Like, um, again, not to, again, this is probably bad of me, but to Mormon bash a little bit, but I think it's in the 50s that BYU did electric shock therapy on mm. people who were homosexual. Yeah. And that's a whole level of evil that I can't even comprehend um, to think that doing that can cure love like what like it's yeah but i won't go down that rabbit hole too much just now but um 
again in mainstream society as well they've done that tried to cure um a basic human function and need for love um and want for love um so yeah um that's i guess the uh setup for this discussion talk about you know, my own personal um experiences do you have any personal experiences you know um with pondering or people you've met that have helped answer questions to do with um, any questions you've had about again um sexuality or yeah i i can think of two gay friends that i have and one transsexual friend is transsexual and transgender the same or do you do people make any I difference think there so. yeah again, my brain is terrible i've never um, heard of any differences no. in in uh, meaning i think it's the same and the the, the the trans friend helped me understand a bit. Uh, he was also quite analytical, so that kind of helped. You know, yeah, yeah. He actually kind of use my language. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So tra transgender people are people who ge whose gender identity is different from the gender they were thought to be at birth. Mm -hmm. That's transgender. Let me go to based on their organs, right? Yeah, and transsexual. Uh, donating or relating to a transgender persons, especially one whose bodily characteristics have been altered through surgery or hormone therapy to bring them into alignment with their gender identity. So they seem to be interchangeable, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Seems to be. Cool. Okay. This this trans friend told me a bit about his experience. Um, he was also a germaphobe. I don't know if that's related, um, but he definitely had mental health issues. Um, he tried to describe to me what gender dysphoria is like, and I still don't know much about it. I, I don't know if it's just a trans thing or if it's a queer thing in general that you're kind of um, at odds with what your body indicates you are. And it's like, I, I guess it's like being in a prison because you're kind of forced physically to identify or to, to work a certain way physically that you don't feel you are. Yeah. Uh, that, that's about the best hell. I can do in, in describing yeah. it. Uh, again, yeah. I, to me, that's like, again, when I, think and feel about my friends again who are also um trans they to think and like that you're in a body that isn't the right one mm -hmm. basically like it's not what it's supposed to be and yeah that was and then so being a transvestite cool. somehow quells that dysphoria well transvestite is different i think no yeah sure it's not the same thing yeah, it's sorry. just okay. wearing the, okay. the clothes yes. of the other gender yes. so this this trans well, I don't even know how, how to, whether they want to be called a man or a woman, because let, it, let's go it, there it, for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's go there. So, so it's from someone with a, with a penis who peels their a woman will call themselves a transgender woman, right? Yes. Okay. So this, <laughs> this transgender person with a penis. <laughs> um, they might get surgery to remove and stuff yes, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but who started out with a penis. <laughs> yeah. Um, found a little bit of comfort you know of, of, of minimizing that pain by 
dressing like a woman. And I had no problem with that. I thought it oh, yeah. was it was good that he had the, the courage, the, the determination to overcome the expe societal expectation that he dressed yeah. like a man. And, and so this this was also someone I met at church. And, yeah. uh, and, and I, maybe church members have an even stronger expectation uh, for him to dress like a man. But he managed to dress like a woman. It, I think he took it in steps. I think he started out with a with a what are those skirts called that, that Pacific men wear? He's that hula skirt, grass skirts. Is that poss yeah, possibly? Um, he started out with that. That helped him a little bit. But but after a while, after I had left uh, the ward, he um, I saw pictures on Facebook of him being you know totally from head to foot being dressed like a woman. Yeah. And I thought, hey, if, if that helps you, it, it doesn't offend me in any way. So I'm yeah. glad that you're able to do that now. Well, the interesting thing is that is the pronouns. So mm -hmm. if in that situation they do identify as a woman, they will want to be called she, and they'll have a yeah. name, uh, change name, most likely. Mm -hmm. If they are a transvestite, it tends to be that they're happy being man and knowing that, that they are a man, but enjoy wearing women's clothes. That's the difference, mm -hmm. tends to be. So it might be a transition of going fit like going through wearing a clothes as a man and being like I'm a man wearing women's clothes and I enjoy this because that's that's what transvestite is. They they actually have being a man. Then you've got transsexual who is someone who wants to actually be a woman. Well, who who is a woman um, and was born a man. So they want to yeah. change that. Um, so I think the difference is between staying that way and the change um, to what they should have been ultimately yeah, yeah um, it's really interesting how those things work in stages and how the person yeah. themselves but can yeah sometimes you just flip sometimes some people are like actually you know what my whole life i've been denying this but actually i'm a woman and then full, fully change then other times it's a tra again a transition yeah um i've heard of cases of people of, of someone's body being in a state where their sexual organ was not fully formed and was still you know They've already been born. Usually our sexual organ is determined before birth, but it's yeah. possible for someone's body to be undetermined. I, I don't know what it looks like, but I think puberty is then the latest where the body, I guess, has to decide what organ to, to produce. So that's fascinating. I, I have no idea how that works or how that person feels. But, yeah, well, it's great that, again, we're now in a, in a culture and society where we can explore this more. Because in the past, such things were just seen as um, wrong or a malfunction. And it's like, no, this is a person and who has feelings and they, they are the way they are. And again, should be loved and cared for no matter what. And if not even more so, so that they don't feel different. They don't feel like left out or anything. Um, because there are biological cases and this got brought up recently i won't even go into why but brought up in a conversation about um men who have two penises and women who have two vaginas I didn't and, know about that. <laughs> yeah it's a thing and biology is diverse and it is beautiful and no matter what the situation is it's again to me maybe again maybe i'm just in my little bubble but it's so bizarre how there's so much again discrimination um it's so confusing and why not enough like more love um but we're in a good transition in society mm -hmm. like i was talking about this the other day about um so 
really, yeah, it came up a few times this last couple of weeks where I say our, our age group and beyond really struggle with pronouns. I, I, I still, I put my hands up and say often I slip up and instead of being so for non-binary uh, people, they want, you know, they, their, them, and not he's or she's, so they're non-binary, so they don't want to be associated with any um, male, female. Yeah. yeah, and so every so often I'll slip up, and I'm just like, Psh, you know, stupid Stephen, um, try to do better. And it's even more difficult for previous generations, because, and it was described very interesting to me, is that um, someone said to me, they want to, they're trying to, they're trying mm -hmm. to be better at using the right terminology, but they've never had to before. It's never been yeah. a thing, especially in childhood and teenage years where our development is that's the point where it, we learn a lot of the behaviors and learn a lot of things. Um, and having to reprogram that is like learning another language. And I was like, yes, that's actually really true. It is very much like learning another language. And so both sides have to be very patient with each other. The younger generation who, is, who are able to now explore more and to be themselves and express non-binary and transgender um both sides have to be loving and accepting otherwise there's going to be confrontation because i have friends who are amazing in my again who, who are loving and kind and if someone messes up they don't it doesn't even face them they're like okay cool just remember next time try to do better in getting the pronoun correct um and other people who will just be like, will literally just jump on your back and be like, what is wrong with you? You should be getting my pronoun right. Um, and I think that puts people off. That yeah, can, can we talk a minute about why it's so important to um, some people to be called by a certain pronoun? Because let's say, so this reminds me of, of this whole debate with Jordan Peterson that I'm not very familiar with. I, yeah. he, he, he says it's not the case that we should all just adapt and use the pronouns that certain people want us to use. He says um, there's also something that there's also disadvantage to us if, if, um, if those expectations are put on us. Uh, and I don't fully understand what it is. I, I just know for myself that I sometimes feel put under pressure to adapt yeah. and yeah. yes i do want to learn and i don't want to hurt anyone but let me take it at my own pace you know don't get mad at me because if if you are trans or something other than hetero and you are you feel pain and that's real pain i'm not yeah push, pushing that aside um, and if you feel pain because i used a pronoun that you're not comfortable with then that's not entirely my responsibility. We share in the responsibility. You know, it's it ideally, in an ideal world, I, I think it should be like I misspelled your name. That's how bad it should be, but it's not. And could you shed some light on that? Like how is um, how it's is more, using it's the more wrong... serious than that? It's like mm -hmm. me calling you a woman or me calling you um Hitler because mm -hmm. you're German. Like literally, it's like that's the level of um because it's wrong like it's not the right correct one and, and especially in a podcast like this i guess who am i our identities are so important to us yeah and to me again it's it's specifics because to me 
I, I actually think I, I class myself as non-binary, but I'm, I'm, but I class myself as human. I'm just a human. I am male, female. I'm everything in those, in that respect. Not again, in terms of my identity, not sexual attraction, but identity. And, but I don't mind. I don't care. Like for me personally, people can call me Jimmy Cricket and that's okay to me. But for some people, it is so important because for all their lives, they've, they've had no identity. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they stand for. They don't know um, what to be or, who, again, who they are. And now they've found that. It's, it's so important. Once you find that, it's like the first time that you felt the Holy Spirit in the church. Like, with, like you know, when you feel the Holy Spirit and you want to tell everyone about the church and mm. what, it, what it's about. And you suddenly for a year or two or more become this obsessed, at least I did, a person where I just like told everyone and how happy it made me and that kind of stuff uh, at that time. Um, you know, things changed. I evolved, moved on. But for them, it's the same kind of feeling where they have found a truth. And that truth is themselves. And for someone to get that wrong... Yeah, as you say, it's the it's painful. It hurts them, and that's why I guess why it's so important to them. Does that make any sense? Does that answer that? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. I I think it. it I'll, I'll need time. You know. I, yeah, I think we all I'm do. just uh, yeah, at your own pace. That's again, that's a really important point that you made. Yeah, exactly. I, that we should all be allowed to do it at I, our own pace. I don't feel the need to bend over backwards for other people. Yeah, I, see, I do. <laughs> I, right, and and I'm not saying I know what is the best degree yeah, of of adaptability. Ways. I just feel like I'm not as easy to uh, to change uh, how I speak, but yeah. I do love people in general. Yeah, and, you do. And yeah. I know that it helps me when, like you said in the beginning, I deal with the people directly, not yes. with words on paper. Yes because then I can actually see that the pain in their eyes, maybe. Yeah. And, and they can tell me about it. And, you know, when, when people speak, um, not over Zoom, <laughs> uh, not through texting, but actual speak in person, a lot more gets exchanged than just yeah. sounds. Yeah, there are energies that gets, yeah, yeah. Get changed. Uh, there's a lot unexplored. And so I, I like it when I get the chance to, to learn more directly that way yeah but this and is that's helpful too yeah but that's difficult in life sometimes like, i'm very lucky and very fortunate to constantly meet people from all different backgrounds um kind of because i throw myself into that to be fair um and therefore i get those interactions um and constantly reminded again the human side and i think that's kind of li linking back to the history of it i think that's one of the problems is that um like any propaganda or discrimination you demonize the difference so going back to like the catholic church especially of all things they demonized homosexuality like it's them that did it as a church and organization the higher up people chose and made those laws to discriminate against um people who are homosexual because they saw it as a sin and but because it was, to them it was different and it went away it, it goes against their constructed value of the family mm -hmm. like they they think that the family is uh, just man woman children um which as we know is you know 
not the case. A family can be anyone, you know. Um, and so those prejudices were put on the general population and through fear of difference, through fear of, against God. Um, and so people just lapped that up over centuries, literally centuries and millennia um, against people of, um, yeah, people who are homosexual. Yeah, I, I believe that you are not dependent on your clergy to tell you the, the will of God. Yeah, very much, yeah. <laughs> because uh, in, in your point there, I think you were thinking but, of Middle but, Ages, but still now. But they, they won't tell you that, though. The clergy will tell you that, that you are dependent right. on them. They, they claim the sole right to tell you what is the will of God and, and how to interpret scripture and so on. But I believe that you can, like, and some, sometimes I want leadership like like we talked to, oh, yeah. in, about libertarianism in the in the past uh, sometimes the wisdom and the guidance of someone more experienced is very valuable but often that position that power that authority uh gets abused but i believe that every individual has the ability to have a direct line with god and to find out for himself what is the will of god and can then compare that with what they're being told yeah again it's feelings again like we just talked about about spending time with people like again it's interesting that we've gone into the religious side of things because again according to most uh scenarios they contradict each other but they shouldn't because technically if you go by um the new testament especially with um you know love thy neighbor as thyself judge not lest you be judged um all these things denote that there shouldn't be a discrimination against that, like against homosexuality. Like literally, it's it's right there in front of you yeah. as a very obvious, clear message. And yet it got distorted, and again through leadership, um, through basically scared little boys, like like again, men in charge of mm -hmm. um areas who didn't want to lose their power. Mm -hmm. And so fear is a great motivator. And again, you pick something different to discriminate against. That will keep everyone in line. That'll keep them focused, their energies focused on that thing. And I'm just so grateful. Like, I am so happy and glad we live in a society that the way it is. Again, there's still so many flaws. There's still like yeah. so many issues that still need to be sorted out in terms of again, discrimination. But it's getting better. It's getting there. We're getting there slowly. And the love that is blossoming um, and the acceptance, again, especially the upcoming generation, I see it. Um, my nieces, I went around there and they were talking about it. They were talking about um, uh, different sexualities. And they're, you know, they're 13 and 12 and how, to me, that's actually very important to understand that from such a young age. And so that when you meet people or you find out who you are you're able to express that there's nothing worse than having to lie about who you are like and that's you, expression you see it in the media as well you know how basically every comedy show in the last 30 years has had at least one gay guy and they're constantly made fun of and yeah. because it's it's a cheap uh yeah. source of of jokes and yeah. but but it supports that uh, stereotype and yes. recently i watched star wars episode nine for the first time and okay, it, yep. in the end when everyone's celebrating yeah 
I think I, I it just flashed for a quick second, but I think there were two women who kissed. Yeah, they have women who kissed. Okay. Yeah, make out. And yeah. I thought, oh, that's that's new. That's yeah, the that Disney was unexpected. But... Especially Disney for people to find that funny. But again, it's good that they are doing this. But again, it's that there's a level of slowness and reluctance to in from the bigger companies like there's yeah. need to do so because again they're yeah. afraid uh yeah. especially of middle america like middle america and white christian um i'm not just white christian actually just made christian um extremists and the extreme right who still have a massive homophobic uh culture because of again religion but it's nice again to see disney there i was i was disappointed because there was a lot of talk about poe and finn in Star Wars, mm -hmm. because they were leading towards potentially being a couple. Hmm. Like, there were so many different indications that, that could have been the case. Um, hmm. One of the biggest, which made, always makes me smile, is the fact that um, Poe gives Finn his jacket. So, in American culture, the jocks and cheerleaders, whatever, if a jock gives you the, you know, the jersey or jacket, whatever it's called, that's a symbol of your dating or whatever, or you're a couple. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, please let this be the case. Let it be out in the front, not hidden behind the scenes, um, not just a little thing in the background. But then again, at the same time, making it just in the background is also a potentially, again, depends how you're on your viewpoint, a good way of doing it because it just, it's just there. It's not, it's not. It's better than nothing, right? It's... Yeah, it's better than nothing, but it also mm -hmm. normalizes it in a way yeah. because it just happens. You know, and that's what mm -hmm. it should be. We shouldn't we should have to yeah. have these conversations ultimately. Yeah. I look forward to the day when this isn't even a thing like that actually everyone is so comfortable and happy with this that this it's it, it's bizarre that we have to have these conversations like in my head usually sexuality is something that you don't talk about with anyone you know but just with a very close friend but it's yeah. it's kind of forced to be talked about yeah. more openly and with strangers because yeah. of how people feel when they are treated well, because strongly because yeah because it's been a minority and still is again it's we talked about it before in different scenarios when one group of people uh is it marginalized or whatever the term is like put to one side to counter that they have to go to the other extreme and be like look at me notice me and make yeah. sure that you're paying attention to make the change again suffragettes with women's rights uh Martin Luther king with black rights it all requires a people to make an impact for the change to then go from one extreme to the other and then balance out. I, I like that view because I sometimes think that the the pride stuff is too big. Like like you said, it, it should be totally normal for us to yeah. talk about this stuff, but for them to put on big flashy parades and, and express themselves that way and ask yeah. for all this attention feels like a, intrusive almost. Yeah, and and I don't like the the term pride so much. I mean, it has really? different okay. it has different connotations. Let, let me explain. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah go um, for it. So if I'm proud of what my child did, you know, yeah. of some achievement, then that that's a, a good sort of pride. But if it's like, oh look at me, I did this, that's that's a negative connotation of pride. And so if someone says, oh look at me, I'm different. Well, I actually, I don't know if this is what they're saying, but this is what kind of comes across to me, right? Okay. Look at me, I'm queer. You have to acknowledge me. You have to change your mind on me. And I'm thinking, about, yeah. okay, let me get there. Um, 
Yeah. What about missionaries? What about missionaries? Missionaries are salesmen. Yeah, yeah. It's, they have to go out there and be in your, your face and stuff. And that's generally accepted within a culture. And then you have, yeah, so you have sometimes the pride to do what you want to do. Yeah, I, I was a bit yeah. intrusive as missionary. I was... Um, I well, you're taught to be. You're taught to be. You're told to be intrusive. You're told to be... Um, well, we might be talking about different things. Um, uh, when, when I say intrusive, I mean, um, like, not giving people an out easily and kind of, like, being offended when someone doesn't want to listen to me. And this, this is a really good comparison, I think. Yeah. Uh, but, but you're saying it's already intrusive just by knocking on someone's door? Or what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They, don't, people, they don't want to be that everything's uninterrupted. Like... Well, in that sense, every ad online on, on TV is intrusive, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, you didn't opt in. Yeah, it's again, it's different between uh, not what you do, how you do it, I guess. Uh-huh. It's except again, it's just socially, it's just again, social constructs, socially acceptable to. Uh, yeah, that's why as a missionary, as a missionary, I had to learn to be more understanding yeah. and loving and, and careful and respectful of, of people's views and situations. Yeah. And that's really the only way to reach them anyway. Yeah. So even the, though price, the, price, the price stuff is contained, though. This is what's interesting is that. Mm-hmm. The pride stuff is they'll do a you know once a year it's pride day or weekend or whatever you know you don't have to be there for that part of it um whereas with missionaries they come to your door and they project that onto you i guess yeah maybe i don't know i don't know it's an interesting let's talk about the war paradigm for a few minutes take for example the term ally uh yes. it, it that is a, a war it, that is from a war context that there are two uh, factions at war with each other and yep. and the uh, media loves to use this paradigm especially the american media like war on terror or there is a war on a virus right now and, and war on are, truth fake yeah. news yeah and so we're all warriors and soldiers and we have to give it our all and we will never give up and won't we won't let the others prevail yeah and i hate that because what we're talking about is getting rid of hate and you can never yeah. use hate to get rid of hate. No. <laughs> you need to unify. Yep. You need to come to some understanding, even if it's just live and let live. You don't have to participate if you just allow others to be who they are. Self. Bingo. And, yeah. and, that, and that works on both sides. That's again, exactly. the important thing is that again, from a religious point of view, from a, um, business point of view from a politic politics point of view from a uh, lgbtq plus point of view from a pride point of view it's we should all just be getting along let each other do what we want to do and simple because none of our choices actually affect us like again knocking on someone's door actually it's like okay cool thank you for stopping by don't want to listen bye closed door it's not actually having an effect again yeah. those people to use a term that actually i love which i hate it being used in this context i'm going to use it anyway because i'm a hypocrite is the whole snowflake thing so like actually a lot of people who close doors on people coming around just to talk about religion or something they're behaving by uh, they're behaving in a way that would be classed as again the snowflake mentality where mm. it's you're not not having patience or understanding and being offended very easily mm. 
um, there is a double standard quite often, I find, between that and then accepting, like you say, adverts, adverts mm -hmm. online, like bombarded by them constantly and no one goes, hey, that's probably actually a bad thing. Yeah, I can understand they want to make money, so I yeah. take it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's again, that's, that's always fascinated by me about gay marriage. Yeah, we kind of talked a little bit about it last time um, in one of our previous sort of chats, not doing on a podcast, but just in chats in general, um, where there seems to be a desire to stop people who are in the LGBT plus community from being married. And again, that's come from the religious side of things, obviously, because marriage has been seen to be an institution of God. But even from a point of view of it being a civil uh, marriage and stuff, there is still a lot of discrimination. But again, if people are doing their own thing in their own ways, and it's all based on choice and free will, because fundamentally that's the concept that I think we all try and uh, fundamentally at the root of all of our discussions um, as human beings, not in the podcast, but human beings often are to do with the ability to have free will. But that also allows it means that other people should also have the ability to have free will. Yeah. Um, and again, equality. Um, if I have these rights as a human, somebody else, as long as their choice doesn't hurt anyone, then they are entitled to those rights as well. Um, so yeah, it's been fascinating to explore that over my lifetime of 33 years to try to figure it all out. Again, my own identity and what is okay and not okay, I think. Like what is, um, and again, it, like I've always tried to do is comes back to love. Like if you love people, you'll do your best. Like that's, that's what happens. You will try to support them in, in their exploration of the self. And I think we both do that. I think we're both very good at um, following that through. Again, we take pride in our, you know, not arrogance, not uh, over, uh, like, blowing up of our own ability. But I think that, yeah, hopefully it translates in what we're saying, what we're talking about, that uh, we are trying to show love and kindness. Yeah. And, and understanding. We try to understand ourselves and find ways to change because so many people not everybody <laughs> um is programmed to think a certain way to act yeah. a certain way and um one of the main topics of this podcast for me at least is freedom and i think the, the more the more I, I, I try to explore what is freedom and, and what freedoms am i looking for because i'm not always clear on that is freedom from being programmed and just going along to get along. Um, I, I want to get rid of that. I want to understand what's really going on. And since everybody's perspective is unique, there's yeah. huge potential to, to expand your own by getting to know them. Yeah. If you're mm -hmm. talking about the ally stuff and the war type propaganda um, within... Um, like uh what was the context within media for example media for example um and just getting yeah, us to be I at odds it, with each other yeah you know? i think yeah okay. to be a dichotomy rather than yeah. a, a union 
yes. I think, yeah, all institutions that are trying to make money and have power will always try to divide yeah. and cause fear. And I think that's pretty much sums up a lot of what the discussion was about and how the reason that there is so much discrimination against the difference is because of that, because of people in power that want power and want money. Um, they use those tools to divide us um, when actually we should be loving and caring. But again, probably the third or fourth time I said this, current generation just blows my mind. In the next 30, 40 years, as they come up, and again, it's chaotic. Again, right now, it's a mixing pool of all these ideas. We're in such, we're in such a nexus and a matrix of ideas and philosophies and perspectives that it's very difficult for people. It's very difficult yeah. for people to know what the heck am I supposed to be is okay? What is right? What is wrong? Um, and again, I tried to stay away from those terms because actually it's just, it's all, again, 99% of it is right. It's just different. It's just different. And we just have to learn to love that, that difference. Um, but that's not easy. Like you say, when you've been programmed, when you've been um, taught certain ways your whole life, and then you finally realize, actually, maybe I'm not comfortable with this, or maybe I should explore this more. Um, and we encourage, yeah, we encourage everyone that listens to, to keep doing what they're doing. Cause I think most people that listen to this probably actually already are um, miles down the path, probably way further than we are um, in the understanding of these things. And we just keep doing our best to spread the love and um, acceptance and help others get to that point as well together, unified again, together unified um, in a way that brings peace. Cause again, as I said, there's so much confusion. There's so much, um, again, different ways of thinking that it's easy to get lost in that and become fearful of anything new because you've already got so much. Um, but again, we can do it at our own pace. Both sides need to be patient with each other. And if there is, again, both sides, there shouldn't be both sides, yeah. but there currently is. That's the way we are. We have to look at the reality rather than the fiction. Because often I look at the bubble, I look at the how I want things to be, and I take I jump a step too far forwards. I jump to that point where I wish it was all just happy-go-lucky and there was no, like confusion but actually there's a step before that where actually we have to realize there's a division and bring people through discussion through education uh through spending time like you said with people like that is a massive thing that if we run away from the, what's different we just bubble ourselves and insulate ourselves from learning and realizing that anything most people are different are just humans like us who have the same fears the same worries um and i think the lgbtq plus discussion is one that's really helping to cover all aspects of that to realize that through um what's gone on in the past what's currently going on that actually it's better to show love rather than hate <laughs>